I've never seen nor remember a time in my life where it's more detrimental to my well-being to take a stance for Christ mm -hmm. than it ever has. Because as we're so consumed minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day when you add it up, month after month, how much time do we waste looking at porn when we could be out doing something to better ourselves, to better the world, to leave a legacy behind? Welcome to Bumper Sticker Faith, everyone. My name is Sam Key, and this is my man, Louis Dooley. What's up, what's up, y'all? And we are here today with another episode of The Porn Clown. This is number... <laughs> that's a rough way to start it, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is the uh, fourth episode in this series that we're doing on uh, porn addiction. And we made uh, clown into an acronym uh, C-L-O-W-N, and we are on the N today, and we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, some announcements to make. We got big news, Lewis. We have our first Patreon supporter. Woo! Yeah. Yes, yes, we got somebody. Somebody was crazy enough to support us. <laughs> yes. And that's crazy. Yes, so we would like to thank Shirley. She is uh, our first BS crew member, and she actually signed up on the triple life sentence level. The triple life, man. The, Shirley, you spend some big BS, girl. She is Man, in thank it. you so much. She in it. Yeah, she She's stuck her foot all in it. So thanks, Shirley. Appreciate you, sis. Thank you so much. And if, uh, if anyone else wants to sign up, you can go to our website, and there's a tab on the menu that says uh, BS crew, and you can click that. And that'll take you to our Patreon page and you can figure out or find out the different levels of uh, support that we have. The single life sentence, the double life sentence, and the triple life sentence levels. And, and when, with your support, you're helping us to keep this going, to pay for ongoing costs, to keep the lights on, to pay for uh, data and websites and hosting and all these other fees that... We uh, learned that we have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get that triple life, that means you ain't never going home. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shirley, you ain't going nowhere. You, yeah. you locked for life. So we're going to be, and we have gifts that we're going to be uh, sending out to our BS crew members uh, as well as soon as we get those. And th those are in the making uh, as we speak. So, uh, And we also had another person. Oh, yeah. That's had, a winner, right? Yeah, we had uh, on our one of our last episodes, uh, as of this recording, uh we announced that the first person to email in at bumpersickerfaith at gmail.com would win a book. Win a book. That's right. So, a signed copy. I just signed it. It's fresh. The ink is still wet. <laughs> ink is still wet. And Lewis signed it. I didn't sign it because that's his book. Yeah, it is. But you can sign it if you yeah. want to. I'm cool with so that. So Kurt, Kurt was the first one to email in. He was thanks, he, Kurt. Good looking out, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, he was he was he was pretty fast mm -hmm. on that. So Kurt's going to be getting his book uh, as well. We got to get Kirk behind bars, man. Yeah, to help out. Yeah, I mean life, double life, triple oh, life. Oh, oh, it's a BS you crew know? member. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like <clears throat> like join the crew, man. We could use another brother behind bars yeah, we could. in we this could. BS journey that we own. So uh, <clears throat> our website is bumperstickerfaith.com. I've been having trouble finding it on Google. So if everyone could do me a favor and 
go to the website at least once, <laughs> that will help because Google's not finding it for some reason. Oh, wow. I just have to literally type in bumperstickerfaith.com for okay, it to go there. Okay, So we need y'all to go visit the page. We need you to send it to other people. So when people start looking, Google can recognize yeah. them moving on up. So yeah. appreciate y'all. And there's some, some writings and some articles on there as well to uh, – to to uh, to read to continue to uh, grow, I guess. So today we are on the fourth part of our clown series. Number one was confess, and that was confessing in such a way as to create a realistic uh, view of your own life and the situation that you're in with a porn addiction. And actually, it was Shirley actually on uh, YouTube left a helpful comment. Uh, she said that that we also need to, and this is what we we're getting at as well, but need to confess that thoroughly to God in prayer. She said, say it out loud. Mm. Like, say your fantasies out loud. Say mm. your weird desires out loud Ooh, in prayer man. to God. Admit to God what exactly you're looking for, what exactly you want to see, what exactly you want to do, where exactly your heart is being tripped, all like be that specific with God. And let me tell you, that's that's exactly right, that that we need to be able to get in our prayer mm. to that level. And because once <clears> you <throat> do that with God, try it with God, that it like breaks the power of it. Mm. It just really does. Mm. Because oh, you're great. being that honest with him. Yeah. Thanks so that, for that, Shirley. Yeah, Appreciate so that's, that. Uh, that's confessing. I told you Shirley was cool. She is. <laughs> and uh, if that doesn't if that doesn't work, then you can consider uh, telling a friend as well, confessing that way to, 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 to a friend as well. That's a C. The L is listen, and that's examining yourself, collecting data about yourself and about your habits. Uh, listen to that episode to figure that out. Uh, that's listen, and next is O, and that is open yourself up to pain. Perhaps there's a pain at the root cause of an, a porn addiction that you're using porn in order to comfort, in order to soothe, uh, in order to, uh, to kind of shove down that pain or suppress it. And we're saying, no, open yourself up to pain and experience that pain, and then go to the W, which is worship. And worshiping is putting God in his proper place in your life, getting that, uh, that, that porn object off the uh, pedestal. Is that the right word? Sure. <laughs> and, uh, and having Christ reclaim his spot there and worshiping him in the pain. And we looked at Paul and Silas in prison that at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. And they are a great model for what it means to worship so now we're at the need. All the right? need, the That's end. the N. That's right. So the need, and, and we were kind of hinting at this in previous episodes when uh, Lewis said that our, our sexual needs and desires are from God. They're not bad. So that's the first thing we want to make sure to say, especially if maybe you've been around the church. Yeah. A while, and maybe there's this kind of atmosphere of, uh, oh, all sex is bad, and our physical desires are bad. Like, no, that's 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 wrong. That's completely wrong. That's wrong. All right. God gave us desires. God gave us uh, our sexual needs, and they're good. And we need to we need to validate that. And I want and I want to validate that 
with uh, with people as well. I think I think that um, another thing that can happen in churches is this topic, not porn, but sex mm. is not talked about enough so yeah. that people understand um, what to do with these urges and how to honor God with our sex and our sexuality. Yeah. So so there could be the shaming of it of talking bad about it that people feel like, well, I can't talk about this and I don't even really know how to use it the way God intended. Or it could be just not talked about at all, yeah. which both are equally as bad. If you ask me, like it needs to be talked about because God put us yep. here and he told Adam and Eve to do what? Be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And you can't, you can't <laughs> multiply without sex. So, you know, God intended us, you know, to procreate, to, to make other yeah. humans it made in his likeness and image to worship him. And the only way you do that is through sex. Yeah. And there's a proper and an improper way yeah. of how to deal with that. And it needs to be talked about <clears throat> so that people can be honoring God instead of wondering, wondering like, what do I do with yeah. this? It reminds me, a guy told me a joke yesterday at work. He Uh-oh. said, Uh-oh. he said, what were, you know, now I've, we've already given it away, but uh, Adam and Eve, what was their f- favorite kind of math? Oh, <laughs> multiplication. Oh, multiplication. Oh. <laughs> but you're exactly, wah, wah, wah. you're exactly right that, yeah, if you don't talk about something, it just, it just, you wonder, and it grows, and it gets all kinds of weird, weird thoughts gets attached to it. It's like it, the the big family secret. Yeah. Maybe in church, one of the big church family secrets is is sex. We we don't talk about it. Yeah, and people get all kinds of weird and distorted views. Would you say on it has? It would you say it has reached the religion and politics tabooness? Hmm. Absolutely. Because, you know, they say that's two things you don't talk about: religion and politics, and probably you want to, th- you yeah. know, throw sex. Yeah, up in there somewhere. But anyway, I think we probably talk about politics more comfortable talking about politics even more now. Yeah, yeah. Now you're right about that. You're right about that. Our 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 churches and even our country is so schizophrenic when it comes to sex and talking about it or not talking about it. Like like Hollywood glorifies it, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But then in its improper use, in its improper use, you know, for the most part. But then like. The church, church, we want to affirm its goodness. We we don't want to talk about it, and so it just it's, yeah yeah yeah. It's like the the evil desires are put everywhere to be seen and heard, but that's not honoring God. Yeah. And the people that know the God honoring way keep their mouths shut. Yeah, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't, you know. No. And it's and it's. I think that you know this topic of sexuality and sex that needs to be talked about is, in my opinion, A, if not the direct result of why we have all these sexuality issues we Mm. have today. Like a friend in Bible study a few Mm. weeks ago hit me with a term I never heard, gender fluid. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's still been rolling in my mind because it it sounds kind of cool, but it's like that's like an abomination from God. Yeah. You know, when the when the right thing isn't known and talked about and is forgotten, then all these other weird things are able to to creep in it's like yep. i've heard uh when they're trying to train someone to um to be able to decide if a coin like if money is false or real mm. you don't spend your whole time examining all the the fake the fake but you spend all your time examining the real thing because if you know the real thing the false things don't have time to creep yeah, yeah. in that's they talk about the fbi like yeah, they yeah. study the real thing so they can tell the counterfeit yeah so by keeping the by putting the real sex on the table and, and keeping it 
uh, at the at the forefront, or at least in in our mind's eye and view, uh, the less able that the counterfeits are able to creep in. So we have a valid need, and that's our sexuality. Well, let me ask you a question yep. real quick before yep. you jump into that, because our time is steady rolling by. Oh, yeah. So because we, it seems like we both agree that there is a need for sex and sexuality to be talked about. Maybe that should be the topic of one of our next podcasts, okay. whether it be a series or whether it just be one episode. But but I would like you guys to weigh in yeah. on that. For anybody that listens to this, leave a comment and let us know. Would you want to hear um, about the proper use of sex and, and sexuality as God intended it to be? If so, man, shoot us a message. Say, yeah, we want to hear about sex. Or no, we don't want to hear about that. That's going to feed into my desires. And if that's you, like, okay, don't watch that episode. But but if you want to hear about that, like, let us know. And again, if there's other topics that you question, maybe it's a verse in the Bible. Maybe it's stuff that you hear other people say that just drives you nuts. A bumper sticker. Then let us know. Shoot that to us. We got some people watching and listening. Like, that's cool. Man, shoot us something. We won't put your name on blast. We won't put you out there. We ain't going to think nothing of you. You know, it's kind of like maybe your friend is, you're asking for a friend, right? You're not asking for you. Like, we understand asking for a friend. So, so ask us something, man. We want to we give you some information that you maybe need or you want to hear talked about um, so we can be helpful. So hit us up. So when it comes to sex in this porn addiction, number one, want to validate uh, that need. But number two, when it comes to uh, porn addiction, we're trying to meet that need in an invalid way. And that's like the key idea I want to say. Okay. Like your, your desire is good, but you're trying to meet that desire in an illegitimate or not a valid way. Okay. And that's when it becomes uh, destructive because... Mm. Again, our desires are good, and I had said in a previous episode that C.S. Lewis, in fact, said that he said that the matter, the problem, uh, isn't with desire. And he says, if anything, Christians desire things too little. We need to desire things a lot more. We have this desire, but the problem comes when the object of the desire is an illegitimate thing. All right. So sex, <clears throat> sex is good. And our desire for sex is really good. And when in the proper place of in the proper marriage place with a proper partner at the right time to the right degree, it's a it's a it's, have all the desire for that <laughs> as you want. You know, that's that's the proper thing. But when out when outside of that context, outside of the marriage place and placed on another object, uh, then it becomes distorted and bad. Not only bad for that object or that thing, but bad for you, bad for your family, bad uh, for the community uh, as well. And I was thinking about the, um, as a way to illustrate this, break this down, is uh, the video game Frogger came mm. to mind. <laughs> Remember the old video mm. game Frogger? Yeah. And uh, there was one, I don't think it was a first level, but there was one level on it where the frog had to uh, leap across uh, across a river, mm -hmm. okay? And so he's, you're at one end at the bottom of the screen and you, the frog, have to get all the way to the top of the screen or at the other side of the river. And you do so by jumping on objects, logs floating by, turtles, whatever. Sometimes, though, there'd be like an alligator coming by <laughs> and you don't want to jump on mm -hmm. the alligator like because that's the wrong object to, to jump on, mm -hmm. okay? So... 
the analogy is this, that our, our desires are meant to lead us, I believe, ultimately to worshiping God. That's what, like, God is the thing at the other side of the river. Mm-hmm. And all of our little desires in this life are to lead to him. And God gives us desires for things, for sex, for uh, food, for pleasure, for for. Why, why do we have desires in the first place? There's mm-hmm. only, God gave this, gave those to us, and he, but he wants us to use them at the right time, on the right object, and to the right degree. So mm-hmm. you think about that frog. There's a right time for him to jump. Mm-hmm. You just don't jump willy-nilly. You'll drown in the water. There's a right object to jump on. You don't want to jump on a crocodile or anything else because that will eat you. Mm-hmm. And then there's a right degree or strength in which to jump as well. Otherwise, you'll, you, don't, you just don't jump on the one log and then keep jumping over and over and over on that log. Mm-hmm. You'll beat the log to death. You'll do yourself harm. Yeah. And that's the analogy with our sexual desires. We, we need to jump on them, attach our desire to the, to the right thing, the right object, at the right time in marriage and in the right time within marriage as well, not just any time, mm-hmm. but and also to the right degree. And as we do that properly, jumping from one desire you know, to the next, then I believe that's what that's God's intention, intention to take us to the other side and ultimately to him, to worshiping him. But we don't we don't make uh, idol out of. We don't make an idol out of sex. And I think in our culture today, sex has become an idol, like mm-hmm. our our sexual identity. And like, why? Yeah. why? Like, you just sit back and observe, like you apply for a job or you uh, put a name tag on yourself for work and you have to show your sexual identity. Like, wh- why is that suddenly the main uh, source of identity in our culture today? Yeah. Why? You are not just your sex. You're so much more than that. But yet, we, we for for maybe because, like you said, we've suppressed it so long and put it in the corner that it's kind of coming back and wants attention now. But why are we jumping on it over and over and over? And th- yeah. this is like the most important thing in life. Yeah. It's important, but it's not the most important thing in your life. And as I said, we use our desires, uh, whether they're for sex or for whatever, to bring us closer to God, and that's what that's what they're for. Yeah, I think that when it comes to like when you, like sex is definitely like the act, right, or sexual acts. Then you have gender that's kind of rolled up in that, right? Yeah. And that's what you were just talking about mm-hmm. before, like what you know you go into a job interview and you like you or you fill out an application that's asking your gender. You know, I think a lot of times, and this kind of is on the path of porn, but not off the path is dealing with sexuality. Is that people want to know. Like by you stating your gender or gender fluidity, if you will, like that's sending a message to the people who are looking at your application or looking at your Mm -hmm. badge or your license or whatever they're looking at. It tells them a a story about how you think about Mm -hmm. people in general as far as like how they look and what their sexuality is. And Mm -hmm. it's your I mean, I, I totally agree, like. Um, going to different places like I was um, in the airport a few years ago and there was a guy standing behind where you check your bag. Now it obviously was a guy that was dressed like a woman. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm from Southern Illinois. I'm not really from the South, but mm-hmm. people always think I'm from the South. Cause I guess I got a Southern accent. I'm perfectly fine. Also all these other Northerners that's got the accent, but I always say ma'am or sir. 
Mm-hmm. And I was stuck. I was like, there was like two people ahead of me, and I was literally standing there thinking, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Do I say ma'am? Do yeah. I say sir? And all of a sudden, thing. I just got mad a little bit. Like, why do I, what in the world? Like, why do I have to, why am I having to make this decision? Um, like, and why is it so difficult? And then, and then another quick, um, a handful of years ago, I went to, a conference at Moody mm-hmm. and uh, um, it was like all day and night and it was at the evening time and a uh, session just let out and I was going to the restroom and there was uh, obviously a woman in front of me and I'm, you know, I was going to the men's bathroom okay. and she was turning in there and me trying to be, I don't know, good Samaritan, whatever you want to call me. I said, Oh, excuse me. Like this is the men's room. Cause I've made mistakes and gone into the yeah. women's back. Like at least yeah. gotten to the door and like, oops, I'm tripping yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Man, do you know he, he then turned around and said, what are you checking IDs now? And I was just like, Oh wow. <laughs> like my bad. <laughs> totally, totally blew me away. Yeah. You know, the fact that like, and this is all linked to sex, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And people's confusion, People's def- like what is a defined right? Yeah. You know, there is no right anymore. There is no truth anymore. Or it's our own truth. Mm-hmm. And when my truth doesn't jive with your truth, then that creates a problem. But if we both have this mind that there is no defined right or there is no truth, then there's going to be anarchy and chaos. And mm-hmm. we saw how that was from the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, before the Ten Commandments came, where it was lawless. This mm-hmm. and people was running around doing what they wanted to do. And I think that um, sex and sexuality is all wrapped into one where people are hurting. Uh, people are confused. Mm-hmm. People don't really understand why they have some of the feelings mm-hmm. and things that they do yeah. that drive them yeah. to like opposite sex or them yeah. wanting to change their sex. And it's because they have a sinful body that they live mm-hmm. in. You know, we all do. And there's mm-hmm. going to be urges and desires mm-hmm. that we have that are sexual in nature. And we need to learn how to fulfill those in a Christ-like mm-hmm. way. But if we don't know Christ, if we aren't um, familiar with the Bible, then probably we're going to make some wrong decisions mm-hmm. and we're going to dishonor God mm-hmm. and we're going to dishonor our families probably, maybe you know, be dishonoring our bodies. I wonder, yeah, if that confusion happens and like – all around this, us not talking about it and us not putting the model, the authentic thing on the table and being aware of it. And we're left to ourselves. And, you know, you may be a, a teenager or someone who says, I have these <clears throat> desires, but in the, the church and everything, they're saying they're b- wrong or bad. And I, But I have these desires. And, and, and so that's just where I want to come in again and say, no, your desires are okay, but just consider the object that you're attaching yourself to. Some objects that you that you attach them to will turn around and eat you. They will devour you in the end. Mm-hmm. They're not healthy. And we just need to be aware of that. Some objects uh, won't. Some some are better than others. There there really is a crocodile in the river. Like there really there really are differences. Now it may be hard to tell and it could be confusing, but um well, that's why there's a need right at the end. There's a yeah. need to know the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't know the truth, you can't yeah. operate in the truth. So I would say like there's a need to like stop looking at stuff that you should look at. Stop doing things that are sinful. And you just said like, something about sin may like eat you alive. I Sin will eat you yeah. alive. I mean, sin's destination yeah. is death and hell. Yeah. Yeah. So if what you're doing yeah, that's true. is sinful, 
then you have no alternative but death. That's that's the alternative. You live a life of sin that equals death. It may Mm -hmm. feel good now, but Mm -hmm. sin is only for a season. Mm -hmm. It's going to create more sin in your life, drawing you farther away from God. And ultimately, you're going to find yourself standing before a holy and righteous God. And he's going to be saying, I never knew you. Mm Mm-hmm. I never knew you. It's true, and that's what that's what the serpent first said to Adam and Eve. Like, you won't you die. You won't die. Like, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt you. Yep. It's, and that's and that's what that's what people want to believe, yeah. right? They want to people want to express themselves yeah. so much now that it's becoming like a thing. Yeah. And if you're not with it, then the people who know the truth and who are operating in the truth are going to get ostracized. Mm-hmm. And that takes me back to like um, John, mm-hmm. like chapter 15, 16, 17, when Jesus is, is preparing to go die and he's preparing his disciples and telling them, look, like you're going to be talked too crazy. You're going to get beat up. You might lose your mm-hmm. life. You might get kicked out the temple. Like all these things are going to happen. Why? Because you're standing mm-hmm. for truth. Mm-hmm. And in a day as a Christian today, I'll, I'll be 48 this year. I've never seen nor remember a time in my life where it's more detrimental to my well-being to take a stance for Christ Mm -hmm. than it ever has been. I know in prison there was definitely detrimental, but, you know, and there was different types of consequences in there. Like people might try to hurt you physically. Out here it could come to that. Probably not. But it's going to cause something, right? And I think as a believer in Jesus, like we need to be able to take Mm -hmm. a stand but we need to do it in love. You know, we need to figure out Absolutely. how to to speak the truth, to stand up yeah. and let all that be framed yeah. in love. Yeah. And accepting people, too. OK. And. Yeah, maybe this isn't this gets into another episode, but. Yeah, but I think one thing about uh, uh, gender and identity issues and that is I just wonder how much the person themselves is or is not accepting themselves for who they are, who they really are. And yeah, I mean, they they don't know who they are. The point is they don't know who they are. So they're trying anything they can to get some sort of fulfillment. And it's the flesh that's having these desires that they're almost like have a checklist. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. And now this gender fluidity Mm -hmm. and cross dressing or even um, sex augmentation, like that may feel like the itch that needs to be scratched. And now people do these things to fit in Mm -hmm. and guess what? There's tons of acceptance, Yeah, tons of acceptance now. And so they still haven't really found their identity. They haven't found the identity. I wonder if it really is acceptance. Well, I I think it's an inner acceptance of them. So it's not necessarily an outer acceptance from other people is I think that people, they, they have a desire that feels unnatural mm-hmm. to them and they don't know how to reconcile that. And to me, it's no different than a desire that I may have for food, from, for food. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be sexual it's, it's, in nature, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, desires, it's just yeah. that in some of the, some of these sins, like you can see in some, you can't a person who's struggling with identity sexually. You can maybe see them dressing as the mm-hmm. opposite sex. They were born, right? Mm-hmm. A person that may have the issue with food, but may maybe be very scrawny because yeah. maybe they're bulimic yeah. or anorexic, yeah. or maybe they're super duper big because yeah. they're eating all the time, yeah. which I'm trying not to get to that point myself. But you know, there's a struggle that's going on with people that sometimes you can see. And sometimes yeah. you can't see. And the, 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 
cross-dressing or the sexual change is so big and so much in your face, I believe it's the one that gets talked about and, and mm -hmm. downtrodden the most. So in talking about porn, uh, back to porn itself, um, we're, we're getting up on time, but I think it's important to uh, bring this up too is that uh, w when it comes to porn usage, I was thinking like, what what are the desires behind that? You know, what we have these desires. I want to validate them, but what are they? What what are the desires behind porn use? And so I thought to myself, okay, well, what are the desires of sex? You know, because mm -hmm. porn is obviously kind of <clears throat> um, riffing on sex. Mm -hmm. What are the what are the what's the purpose of sex? And let's work backwards from then. So I think, okay, what's the purpose of sex? One, pleasure mm -hmm. for sure. Two, have kids, procreation. Mm -hmm. yep. But there's a third one that I don't think a lot of people recognize, but that's for connection. You feel intimate mm -hmm. with another person. So pleasure, procreation, and connection. So if those are the purposes of sex, then I wonder if uh, we need to recognize in our porn usage, you need to be able to, I need to be able to say to myself, okay, behind this porn usage are these desires for one of the, one or all of these things right now. And, and what is my need right now? Am I wanting to, am I tempted to look at this porn because I need, need to feel connected to someone right now? Mm -hmm. Is it because I just need to feel physical, bodily validation or pleasure right mm -hmm. now? Yep. Again, those are all good. Yeah. Or is it because I want to have kids? But, but not in that sense. Think about having kids as leaving a legacy, Mm -hmm. Okay, so every person wants to leave their seed behind, mm -hmm. their legacy behind. They want to make a mark on this world. Yeah, and let's just use that as a metaphor for um, having kids, leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. So in our porn usage, um, that's maybe what we're after. That's maybe what the the desire desires are founded on: a need for physical validation, to leave behind a legacy or for connection with something. Yeah. And if we if you focus on those needs and just ask yourself like which one is it? And then don't don't try to fulfill it by jumping on the porn crocodile, mm. but fulfill it in a valid way. Go meet with people for mm. connection. Go open up to someone for connection. Go for a jog or have a cinnamon roll or something for physical <laughs> for yeah. physical stimulation. Yeah, yeah. You know, do something that your body needs and is craving yeah. that's healthy. That's the right object, or um, or do something that will help you to le truly leave behind a legacy. And that's actually the one that really stood out to me, the legacy one, because just think about this: uh, when it comes to uh, pornography and a porn addiction, those are the three areas that it strips away the fastest from you. Like when you're really in a porn addiction, what does it do? It disables your ability to have pleasure in sex. It truly does. And it's a growing trend among uh, 20s and young people today that they can't, they can't be sexual with their spouses once they get married. They can't mm -hmm. get erect. They can't it literally damages that area. Yeah. And then two, it damages connection as well. So they feel cut off from their spouse or their significant other. Mm -hmm. And they feel isolated from God as well. Mm -hmm. So it damages that area as well. And then, like I said, th the one that really stood out to me is how much porn addiction could damage your legacy as well. Because as we're so consumed minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day when you add it up, month after month, how much time do we waste looking at porn 
when we could be out doing something to better ourselves, to better the world, to leave a legacy behind. Mm. You know, think about yeah. the hours and the time that that are wasted when uh, when someone could be out doing something great that they were meant to do, mm. you know, whether yeah. it's studying for something, writing something, leading something, taking charge of something, bettering their community, throwing themselves into something to make the world a better place and to leave mm. a legacy behind. And like this hit home to me. I was listening to a sermon by uh, my new friend, Pastor Mike Stanzek. Mm. I met him uh, uh, within the year and he is a pastor of uh, of a church near nearby here and pastor mike said specifically to young people he said be about something mm. and i really like that be about something that when you're about something then you don't want to then you're you're involved and your desires are latching themselves onto the right object and not being eaten by the crocodile of porn, for instance. Yes, so. it kind of reminds me of that saying, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. So, like, be about something. Because when you're not about something, it's yeah. you're, you, you're just being tossed to and fro, yep. and you might be about a whole bunch of stuff that ain't about nothing. You could be about your screen, mm. your phone, yeah. your computer. Just that's yep. all you're about, and it's just that's a waste of your future mm. legacy. Yeah. Well, man, this, this is, again, some deep stuff. And um, as we wrap up, our final episode of uh, a, a cl clown porn. Uh, we hope that it's been helpful to you all. I mean, there's probably, we could probably spend another hour or more just talking mm -hmm. about porn, you know, which is related to sex and sexuality and, and all of that stuff. But um, maybe many of you like already know about this stuff. And, you know, this is what I would say. If this stuff is not anything new for you, man, praise God that you know this information and I'd like to challenge you. Maybe there's somebody in your life, whether it be a young person, maybe an older person, anybody. I challenge you to maybe have a conversation about sex, especially if you're watching this and you have children. Now, if they're like, I don't even care if they're married with children, mm -hmm. like it still would be good, I believe, to just check in with them to see what they know about sex porn sexuality and all of that because mm -hmm. if they're married with children like that means you got grandkids mm -hmm. and those grandchildren are going to need to know about this stuff and that that's one way of starting to ch uh, turn the tide with porn yeah bring it is, to the table is bring it to the table have conversations about this thing and and go to god you mm -hmm. know and, and ask him for strength and courage to have these conversations, but trust and believe that that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and that it could be a fruitful conversation. So, man, thank you for hanging with us for this series. Um, it's been a blessing. Yeah. I want to do one more episode, though. So we'll do one more after this uh, kind of a uh, an aside, but related to this issue on, on Matthew chapter five, a, a popular popular verse when it comes to fighting addiction or to lust, rather. So we'll talk cool. about that. All right. Well, we'll see y'all on the next episode of BS Faith. Take care and God bless. God bless.